Hello, and welcome back to the Future Food Podcast with me, your host, Annalisa Winther. This is the show where we spotlight the individuals, the change makers, the leaders who are building a better future through food. And today I wanted to host a little mini-sode for you to talk about why it's so important for our industry to gather and how we gather in a way that really supports us in building a better future through food and not just staying in our comfort zone, not just hanging out with the people who share our opinions, who are working on the same stuff as us, who we know we have agreement with. Because when we think about ecosystems, we think about natural ecosystems, the most amount of life exists at the edges of ecosystems that come into contact with each other. And it's really similar when we talk about innovation. And I've seen this in my last 12 years of being an ecosystem developer, that the best ideas are born when we bring diverse perspectives into a room with one another and we innovate on the edges. We innovate on the edge of our ecosystem and our comfort zone and meet people working in other areas and then really come in with a mindset of being willing to learn and understanding that everyone has something to teach us. And while we might not agree 100%, we can take what they're saying with a grain of salt and look for the truth that's applicable to us. And I wanted to talk about this because this idea was one of my key motivators for getting into ecosystem development work. When I was starting out in this space and I was basic, I invented this job. Like I do not know anybody that does what I do. And I talk about this in depth in how I created my career, the masterclass of how I created my dream career working on the future of food, but also all the events that shaped to like me getting where I am today. It's a very honest take of like the story behind my resume. If you're interested in that, you can go ahead and check out the show notes. But when I first started doing ecosystem development and I was working for corporate venture capital arms helping them to figure out where are we placing bets on the future? Who are we investing in? Who are we partnering with to get deal flow? Where do we need relationships in the ecosystem? My job was to go out and talk to everyone. I had to meet everyone along the supply chain, everyone working in the ecosystem from different perspectives to understand where should we have the relationships? What would make the most sense for us to get where we wanted to go and fulfill the vision we had as an organization and the strategic objectives we had to deliver on? And what I realized in that time is that people were not talking to each other. Like I would go to a meeting and I would, it was like literally the best job. This was my dream job. And it is still what I do today of just getting like drink coffee and tea with cool people and hear about what they're working on and then seeing how I can help by connecting them to my client or connecting them to other people in my network. But I would sit down and I'd be like, do you know so-and-so? They're also working on this. And that so-and-so might've been in a different part of the supply chain or in a different geography, but it was a very quick realization that most people don't have the bandwidth to network. Most people do not have enough hours in the day to actually go out and meet people who are doing work other than what they're doing because they need to be focusing on the one next step of building the business. And like they're in the trenches of that. They have to give a lot of energy to that, which makes it really hard to collaborate because to collaborate, you have to build relationships and spend time with other people. And that's where I come in as a broker of having these relationships and knowing how to warm up the leads and actually connect the people so that they work together. But I, I had such a light bulb moment. I was like, this is a huge blocker for why people aren't working together more because one, they don't have the personal bandwidth or the time bandwidth, or they're just like not up for going out and meeting people <laughs> and finding people who think different than them, who are different than them, even though that could be a really relevant contact. 
So I share all of this one, because that was the genesis of this podcast that I realized I wrote so many introductions trying to connect, like connect people and realize that I, as a human being, am not scalable. I can only have so many connections. I can only make so many intros and take so many coffee meetings one and getting like super hyped on caffeine, but also just in terms of, you know, how much one person can hold. So I started recording these conversations and these podcast episodes to make it possible for you to connect peer to peer with other people. But it also made me realize how important it is for us to gather and especially how important it is for us to gather with people who are not exactly in our sector. You might've heard me talk about this before, but one thing I'm super passionate about is how do we get more people from the aquaculture and the ocean space meeting with the people working on land? We have one big integrated food system that exists of land and sea. And what happens in one place influences the other place, but these worlds are totally separate. They do not hang out. If I look at the farming sector, there's lots of different technologies happening in farming, but you have the precision farming group that hangs out versus the regenerative agriculture group versus another group. They don't really come together and talk about what's possible when we bring all these different threads together. So one of the things that I do in my business is that I work as a facilitator. I work as an ecosystem developer and I get on stage and I do a lot of keynote speaking and I do a lot of facilitating of events. And I'm extremely passionate about this role in doing this work. One, because I'm a musical theater geek and I started being on stages when I was eight years old. I've done lots of productions. So it's like a childhood dream that I still get to be on stages and still get to be using that side of me, which isn't always something you get to experience in business. But also because I'm really passionate about people meeting each other and forming deep connections that can forward their business and unlock new innovation and like plant a seed to then open up the next thing. And this is how I got into food. I, I mean, I talk about this a lot in the How I Created My Career Masterclass, but my entry into food was because I went to a conference because I was unemployed and I didn't know what to do next. And I heard a great idea and I met the right person who opened a door for me and then boom, now I am where I am today. So I have experienced firsthand the power of being in the room. The power of meeting someone who opens up to a whole new network, to a whole new possibility, to a whole new idea, and how that can just launch you on a totally different trajectory because you went out of your comfort zone because you met someone new. And when I get on stages and I'm creating the atmosphere of different as the MC, your job is to hold the container for the conference in the day and to facilitate conversation whenever possible, to make it go deeper, to connect what's happening on stage with what's happening in the audience. You know, like, how do you create this atmosphere in the room in a feeling of comfort that people want to connect and they want to talk? And I've done this in front of hundreds of people all around the world, but I've also facilitated small dinner parties that are focused on creating really deep one-to-one -one connections. And even in this podcast, I've heard stories from so many of you being like, you know, I heard this person's story and I decided to totally change my career. I decided to study something different. I applied for a job here and I got it. I got investment. I launched a partnership because you heard someone's story and you learned about who they are. And what I have learned as an ecosystem developer and putting together relationships is that business is all about people. We can talk about organizations, but behind every organization is a group of people. And if you know who the right people are, you can do anything. And what does it mean to know a person that's really knowing what's their story? What are they about? What's their vision for the future? What do they desire to create? Where are they going? What do they think about that future? And what are their values? How do they like to do business? What matters to them? And when you connect on those pieces, 
then you can work together in a very successful long-term relationship. I always say this is like dating, where if you're going out to meet someone, you you want to make sure that you guys actually have the same outlook on life and that you want the same things. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy in that relationship. It's very similar in business. This is exactly what I do for my corporate venture client cap, um, clients when I'm helping them to figure out who are we going to work with, who are we going to invest in. It's a lot of, I call it personal due diligence, but figuring out do they agree with our vision? Do they agree with our values? Will we successfully do relationship or will we successfully do business with each other for many years to come? So I am very excited now that I'm slowly seeing more and more conferences coming back into the circuit and that there's more events happening. And if you need an MC for any of those events, I would love to be your MC and to fulfill this role. I am quite hands-on because I have a lot of experience being on stages and I have a lot of experience in event design that I'm happy to give my two cents on a program and, you know, help to, <laughs> the thing with live events is that very typically something goes wrong. So you have to be able to act fast and pivot. Um, so I'm very used to that. And I see myself as an active contributor of the team, but as an ecosystem developer, I'm also very passionate about what's happening in the room and how are we getting people together? What are the objectives of the event? What are we trying to create? What do we want people to feel? What do we want them to go home with and talk about? Like, what are the key messages? What are the things? Why are we gathering? And just get, getting so clear about that reason why. Why are we gathering? Why are we doing this? Because when we know that, everything flows and it becomes a lot easier. I also have a goal this year of doing a lot more public speaking and keynote speaking for corporations and for governments. And I'm planting this seed now in the case that you work for a big corporation. Honestly, it doesn't matter if you work in the food space or you don't work in the food space because everything is related to food. We all eat every single day and we all can influence the future of food no matter what organization you're in or how many people you are. Each of us has influence in shaping what the future is going to look like. And that's why I love this space so much is like it's very practical, tangible, grounded, easy. Like all of us have easy access to this. So part of my goal this year is to talk a lot more with corporations and with governments and other institutions where they don't have the insights that I have into what's going on. And I consistently encounter that I am, I mean, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit that I'm an optimist when it comes to the future of food. I absolutely believe that we can feed the people while stewarding the planet. I do believe that's possible. And when I deliver a keynote, I bring my American enthusiasm but my European practicality of talking about why we can be excited about the future, what we have to look forward to, but also what we need to change for that to be our reality. And I've interviewed hundreds of people now about what the future is going to look like. And I've done a lot of research into the megatrends shaping this space. So the three most popular talks I have are the future food revolution, which is really an executive summary of how we got to where we are today, how our food system got to this current place what's in the pipeline, what's coming, what are the new technologies, what are the business models to watch, what are the megatrends shaping the industry, and then also very practically, what can you do as an organization or an individual to influence the future, to create change? This can be really helpful if you're crafting a sustainability strategy because this factors into it and it tends to be quite inspiring for employees that they're like, oh my God, I, I, like, I have the power, I can do it. But also realizing that, you know, Everyone matters in this. We all are dealing with natural resources. So I guarantee whatever company you're in, I can create the connection of how that's going to influence the future of food and how you have sway in this conversation and you should be a part of this conversation. I also think that I speak so much with entrepreneurs. I work with entrepreneurs every single day in my executive 
leadership coaching practice. So I'm very familiar with who are the people on the front lines of creating this change and bringing in the disruptive ideas, as well as working with a lot of executives who are also in this space and thinking about what's next. So cross-pollinating that, like being the bee who goes around saying, did you know about this? Did you know about this? Like, how do we connect to that? That's also how we break down silos and spread great ideas and create momentum. And this to me is some of the most important work because again, people don't have the time or the bandwidth to go have all the conversations I've had to talk to all the people I've talked to. And there's so many good ideas that need to be shared. So that's a big piece. And it's also good to know that while I have spent a lot of time working on the future technologies and what that's going to look like, I'm very, very firm about the fact that technology is not going to save us. The answer to the future of food is not just a tech approach. It's also going to be that we use principles of biodiversity, regeneration, seeing nature as a key stakeholder. So my talks are very grounded in the human aspect and the societal aspect and the cultural aspect of food, as well as pairing that with what are the technologies to watch and how are we going to integrate that? How are we going to combine the solutions in this space? And I do think when you're a corporation or you're a government, or if you have also done um, inspiring talks for accelerator programs and for conferences, I mean, you name it, I've done it. But with all of these, it's really showcasing like, here's what you maybe didn't know that it's inspiring to you and that you should know because it's going to influence your business as well. And this is, again, cross-pollination. I think it's so powerful. And I've seen it in my own life, what happens when I get exposed to new ideas and that triggers something and leads to something else. And I see things differently. And then I unlock something totally new that was amazing and influential and a huge driver in the business. So that's one of the keynotes, the future food revolution. I can also customize this keynote. I call it a future forecast. If your organization has a particular thing that you want to look at or you want an executive brief on. So common topics that I've been doing recently are, of course, artificial intelligence. It's everywhere. Robotics. We can talk about 3D printing, biodiversity, regeneration. I mean, anything that might be on your mind. There's a lot going on, but I put together a high-level summary so that you can get that insight into what's going on custom for your organization. The next one that I love talking about is attracting the right investors or building innovation ecosystems. And this is really a deep conversation on the number one secret to success that I've learned to being an ecosystem developer, being a matchmaker, putting together these relationships over the last decade. And that is why it matters to have a clear vision for the future and your values and how when you have that, you're able to go so far and unlock things that you've never seen before, create things that you've never seen before, and how that's really the foundation of getting the right investors, getting the right employees, getting the right partners, whatever it might be, so that you can work together. So we talk about what are the foundations for strong collaboration, for building innovation ecosystems in and around your organization, but also if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a founder, or you're running, if you run a VC and you want this talk for your portfolio companies, or you're an accelerator and you want this talk, I focus a lot on how do you attract the right investors to build your dream because you have to hold that vision for the future for the next 10 years and be so consistent, so steady in it. And getting the right investors on your cap table is going to be critical for making sure you have wind on your back as opposed to push back on where you want to go. And this work can never be done too early. I'm constantly working with my entrepreneur clients on it because you need to be so sharp on what's my vision, what are my values, how am I aligning with my different partners? Do they know what that is? Are we in alignment? Same with co-founders. This is also very applicable for them. 
but it's a constant process to make sure that channel of communication is open and that you're clear about it so that you're working with the right people to reach your goals. Maybe you've experienced this in your own workplace, but one of the biggest barriers is when you have those miscommunications and then it leads to people breakdowns and people no longer want to do business with each other and then the company can collapse. So really focusing on the relationship aspect of doing business. And I think a key thing to focus on here, and maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't, I have not really done a podcast on it, but we are entering into a new era of business and a new era for how to do things differently. We are moving away from an approach that was extremely competitive, very masculine, very go, 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 push, 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 very extractive into the era of regeneration, collaboration, you know, working together, a lot more ease, a lot more symbiosis, and it's a more feminine approach. So this means that we're going to be seeing totally different organizational models. We're going to be seeing new philosophies and how to do business, how we measure impact, how we create financial incentives and in companies. There's so much conversation around this. So how do we bring that into the organizational context and really talk about building these innovation ecosystems, building collaborations that drive business, that drive change, that drive innovation and solve the biggest challenges of our time. Like that's what this is about. That's what this keynote is about. So that one was attracting the right investors or building innovation ecosystems, depending on the angle that's relevant. And then the last one is creating careers that drive innovation. Another topic that I'm so passionate about. I have spent basically my whole career figuring out how to create my career um, because I knew I wanted to make a difference in this world and I wanted to use my gifts to make that difference. So when I first joined the workforce, I was like, is this it? Like this, this is it. And I kept feeling this desire for more and being like, I know I can do more. I know I'm capable of more, you know, and like, how, how do I do more? What does that look like? How do I find my place in this world? How do I figure out what it is I meant to do and how can I really use my gifts in that context? And honestly, be unapologetically me at work and get to that point where I just show up and I'm me and that is enough. That is more than enough. So I cover this a lot in the How I Created My Career Free Masterclass. But when I deliver keynotes on stage, it's creating careers that drive innovation. And what I found in the last 10 years of creating my own career is that when I got to that place of knowing who am I, what is my worth, what do I bring to the table, I was way more confident at work, but I also started innovating. I innovated what my day looks like. I innovated the services that I offer. I innovated like on who I work with. I went outside of the box. I started thinking differently because it came from a very creative soul-driven place. So the creating your careers that drive innovation keynote really talks about how all of us are creating our career. Our careers are dynamic, just like the world is dynamic. And every day when you show up to work, doesn't matter if you're employed by an organization or you work for yourself, you're making decisions that are influencing what's next and where you're going and what the future products and services and investments are going to look like. So you have more agency than you think, but you maybe haven't been thinking that way. You haven't been thinking how your career is shaping what's to come and where are you directing that energy, what's going to happen. So these talks focus a lot on how do we drive innovation through creating our career, but also, you know, 80% of jobs don't exist yet. We are seeing an enormous amount of transformation happening in basically every sector. And we know that there's more pressure coming down. We have to change the way that we do business. And with that, we're going to have to change the way that we work. And when we think about what are the jobs in the future that are impact-oriented and sustainability-oriented, <clears throat> excuse me, 
we not only need models of what does it look like to have sustainability in my life and how do I create that for myself? That's a very personal question. That's the work I've had to do in creating my career to be like, what does sustainability and balance mean for me? What is it that I can give? What's too much? Like, how do I set up my life for success personally that then I can have overflow feeding into the business and really lead from a place of overflow? So this is what we talk about in creating careers that drive innovation. It's a little bit more personal development oriented, but it's really good if you're looking to inspire your employees to be like, how do we create a culture of innovation and really think of ourselves all as entrepreneurs and innovators and entrepreneurs who are building tomorrow? Like that is what we are doing. That Everyone I work with has that mindset. That is what we are doing. And then also this is really good for students. So if you are a university or you have a student population, then this is a great talk for people who are thinking about what's next. What am I going to do when I graduate? How am I shaping the future? Because especially, you know, the next generation, they're the ones that are really going to shape what tomorrow looks like. We also have influence, but they're definitely, you know, they've got years, years on top of us, most likely in the future. So that's a little bit of insight into what I do when I'm working on stage, what I do as an MC, how I think as an MC, why I love it, what is my soul-driven purpose for doing this and why you see photos of me speaking and just like, I don't know if you can feel my enthusiasm, but I really do love it. And the same goes with public speaking and delivering keynotes and just being able to be a messenger for the industry in some regards to talk about what is the future going to look like? How can we all participate that? How can we all make a difference? And I really do believe and I know that we all have agency in creating this and that the only way we're going to move forward is collaborating and breaking down those silos and talking to people outside our comfort zone, talking to people outside of our organization, learning about new areas, learning about diverse things, learning about future technologies and regenerative principles and biodiversity and like things that you may or may not be immersed in. So if this sounds interesting, you can learn more about the offers I have on AnnaliseWinther.com under the speaking section. I have my whole portfolio. I have past examples. I have Q&A, everything you can imagine. And if you'd like to book me, you can go ahead and send me an email. I'm also going to drop this information in the show notes. And I look forward to working with you and seeing what we can cook up and what we can facilitate together in the near future.